Hey there, and welcome to Between the Lines. I'm your host, Aaron Begley, and this is the podcast where we have a conversation where we look between the lines of the message from Sunday. And so we want to thank all of you who are listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube, and we are so grateful and want to encourage you to like and subscribe on YouTube, and be sure to give us a rating on the podcast app. This Sunday, we finished a series called Hope in the Dark, and uh, we shared a powerful story of an individual that has wrestled and embraced in the middle of unforeseen tragedy and grief, and uh, we talked specifically about mental health, and we're going to continue that conversation today. And so my guest today is Lindsay Collins-Fraley, and I just want to thank you for taking the opportunity Sunday to share your story and then uh, joining us today just to kind of yeah. continue this conversation because it is a big conversation. Yeah, it's huge. And it doesn't just like kind of end in 30 minutes on a no. Sunday. It's it's so much more to it. And so thank you for being here today. Hey, before we kind of jump into the topic on the podcast, we always try to do something fun at the beginning oh. to get to know. <laughs> people we really you know yeah no we could have done like some like food challenge or something like that you I know we, we should have done that you know something that I, w- I wouldn't have had to do uh but just uh you know for those that are listening uh maybe some people saw you for kind of the first time in uh sunday we just want to get to know you a little bit more and so kind of the first question is is like just tell us three things that maybe people don't know about you or even if you have some like random bizarre like crazy, I know, okay i know things. where you're going with this you know what you want me to say I first and foremost was that I'm very proud to say I was um safety source at children's hospital back in I don't know 2007 safety source so tell tell her <laughs> tell our guests that I'm, our audience that are listening today like what is safety source like like this sounds like you were like a giant Barney character well I was like, you were <laughs> This is like, that was your job, huh? Yeah. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. It paid more okay. than the other person that wasn't in the suit. Uh-huh. And so you so wore a dinosaur suit. Where, where, did, where did you wear this at? Well, daycares and schools, mostly the zoo in Columbus and... So there may be people that are listening to this podcast yeah, today that, that knew Safety For Source sure. and now they know you are the person behind <laughs> yes. the behind the Well, cab. I mean, I didn't want people to know that. Yeah. It well, ruins the it kids does. thought I was real. So you're, you're kind of like a celebrity, huh? Like, I mean, is there like posters did, of like Safety Source? You signed autographs. With my like myths wow, on. Wow, that, that's pretty. Were you a singing dinosaur? No, she couldn't talk. She So you just kind of walked around? She walked she. around. Okay, it was a Don't she. Don't ruin it. Okay, it was a she. Okay. She was a girl. She had a bow. Okay. And yeah. That, that is a... That that's a very interesting fact. What, what, are, what are some other things that maybe people don't know about you? What do you What do you do? What is your what, do I do? what is your well, other than other than worshiping? You're one of yeah. our worship leaders here, um, and uh, what what is it that's your full time job? Well, safety source led all the way from the bottom of children's. Now I'm at the top. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I am a nurse at children's, and I do case management mostly okay. now, but I still work um, at the bedside. Uh, floating around to all the different units. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. And you are a graduate of the Ohio State there University. You go. I see. I set you up for that. You know, so <laughs> born and go. raised in Michigan. There you go. A traitor then is what is what is what we have on the podcast today. No, so. I'm a smart fan. That's is that what, what it is? Yeah, mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. It sounds more like Brilliant. a traitor to me, but we'll we'll go with whatever you say <laughs> on that. It, but so. I win though. You yeah. lose. Uh, wow. Well, you know this this conversation is not going very <laughs> far. Yeah. <laughs> this one, this podcast is over today. So uh, one more thing. Um, you you love worship it's such a big part of your life and like Mm -hmm. i said you're one of our worship leaders here at the church so what are maybe like your maybe top three favorite artists or like three songs that you are like obsessed with like right now like i know you go through phases but what what is those things well of course i love elevation and especially the maverick city um music like mashup they came out with a new one they came out with a new one just this week Mm -hmm. have you listened to it well yes i have yes you love it won't stop listening to it so good so Mm -hmm. good what's your favorite song on the album 
Names. Names. Yes. Uh, so this might be a song that maybe we'll hear here at Victory Hill sometime soon, you yeah. think? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I hope so. We'll okay. see. Um, and then next, I would probably just say, I'll go with like artist Callie with Bethel. Okay. Love her because she's been through a lot of tragedy herself. And so she writes music kind of out of that place. Mm-hmm. And so the songs that she puts out just, mm. they wreck me. Yeah. They speak to me. Yeah. Okay. Any? Well, what? You have a last one? Like your three, your top three. I have a song. You have a song. That what is, what my, is your like, song? Okay. Firm. I love it because and it's old. It's not brand new. It's not brand new. No. Going old school on us today. I am today. Okay. Not that old. Um, Mercy me, even if. Mercy me, even oh, if. Oh gosh, it's so good. You've heard it. I probably heard it. I don't remember song titles. Listen ever. to it. Okay. Don't well, throw shade. It's yep. so good. So so people need to pull that yeah. one up and listen uh-huh. to it today because that is kind of like the core of my kind of journey with mental health. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So it's good. Well, cool. Hey, well, let's uh, let's jump into more conversation just about mental health and a little bit of that journey. And I just want to encourage people if they're if they're kind of listening in today mm-hmm. and they weren't here Sunday, um, go on Facebook, go on YouTube, and uh, watch the message, and you yeah. can kind of hear the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of a recap of that: it's it's been two years of just a lot of tragedy, a lot of loss, mm-hmm. and a lot of really trying to kind of find yourself again through yeah. all of this stuff. And uh, it's a work in progress. And Every uh, day. yeah, <laughs> and uh, but but you've been so gracious to kind of share your journey and just be real and honest Mm -hmm. and raw with where you're at and so like Sunday just kind of the recap from the message um if they didn't catch it, like the last part of it, you know, I think the question was kind of, hey, what what would you say to people that are in the room today that are struggling with mental health? Yeah. And can you just kind of give us that recap real quick? Yeah, recapping is just to remember that you're not alone, mm-hmm. no matter how lonely you feel in the middle of it, you know, whatever you're struggling with. Um, and then it's also just important to know that you can admit that you're yeah. not doing mm-hmm. well. Yeah, that there's things going on that you otherwise want to hide. It's better to just admit it. Um, and then just to kind of, I don't know, investing yourself that you do find tools um, and resources that can kind of help you navigate your way through mm-hmm. mental health. And then, of course, I I think that the most important tool is God. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where. Definitely. Thing, you know, get yeah. you through. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure and we've had these conversations like I, I don't know how people make it through these types of seasons of life without you know, God, without God yeah. in it, you know, and 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 that's, you know, so many di- when there's just loss, you know, mm-hmm. even when it's not in some of the same circumstances that right. you've walked through. Um, I don't know how that's that's possible, no. uh, but he is kind of he's that rock. He's that firm yeah. foundation in those seasons. And so mm-hmm. it's such an important part. So let me just ask you kind of looking back on Sunday, um, what what kind of encouraged you most from the service on, on Sunday and maybe kind of a two part question here and like what is been the feedback that you received maybe mm-hmm. in person or on social media or what surprised you about all those kind of things well I don't know if anything took me by surprise okay. because I was really hoping that this would be it would resonate with people mm-hmm. I guess it did take me by surprise how many people mm-hmm. I think kind of responded and that was what encouraged me the most yeah um, I know I told you leading up to that day I was panicking that this was just gonna be it was gonna go over like a lead balloon mm-hmm. and it was gonna be crickets and um, I was really scared that, you know, I would be that vulnerable and people wouldn't really Mm -hmm. accept kind of that message. Um, But much to my surprise, it was totally opposite than I had Mm -hmm. expected. And it really encouraged me that this is a message that, you know, I guess it kind of brought it back to the idea that there is purpose in this pain, Mm -hmm. you know, and that God can do something really beautiful out of yeah. Something that seems so ugly. Yeah. And that's part of what we talked about Sunday. You yeah. talked about how, how he kind of turns the beauty, uh, the ashes into beauty. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's such a powerful picture because yeah. it's so often in life, it looks like we're a bunch of broken pieces. Right. And he kind of takes that and he molds that back mm-hmm. together. Um, so let's just kind of talk some very, some practical things today that maybe we didn't, weren't able to touch on Sunday or to even expand on a little bit. So, you know, 
can you give us maybe some do's and don'ts of walking with someone struggling with mental health? And obviously you have a very unique perspective on this um, because you walked with your dad through his mental health struggles and and things like that. And then now that you're kind of walking through that Mm -hmm. same season, what are those do's and don'ts that you really think like, hey, people, you know, I think we gave a couple Sunday, but you know, how can we elaborate on that and what has helped you in Mm -hmm. these these seasons? Yeah, I want to start with the way we responded to my dad, especially Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you've always been healthy, otherwise Mm -hmm. healthy with no issues of of mental illness, it can come out of nowhere. It Mm -hmm. does happen without, you know, expecting it. Yeah. Um, So when that is a situation, even if it's a long, lifelong, you know, struggle with depression, anxiety, whatever it is, you know, people get so frustrated with the symptoms that come from those illnesses because either they don't understand it or they want better for their loved one or whatever the case is. And so, my family and myself, especially with my dad, rather than just giving him kind of time to rest and process through whatever it was that he was facing, you know, we were forcing things on him mm-hmm. that we thought were going to be better or best mm-hmm. for his overall just well-being without taking into consideration how much more that can kind of fuel the fire of mental illness. Yeah. Because I think I said it on Sunday, when you when you try to give, you know, suggestions or recommendations or even words of encouragement sometimes – it automatically makes the person that's struggling feel like they now have an expectation to meet. Mm-hmm. And if they fall short and they don't meet that expectation, it's more of, you know, just a disappointment and kind of makes things feel worse. Yeah. You know, than yeah. than more healing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's, that's so good, you know, just to kind of, you know, see some of those things. I mean, if we were to be real practical, I mean, what are there things <laughs> that like, like that you're like, somebody said this or did this, or, I mean, is there any like, just like, man, I can remember moments in like this, like yeah, triggered different things for sure. and that maybe can, would give context to some people because maybe they didn't say those exact same things, but they're like, oh yeah, I've, been, like I've, I've been somewhere in that, yeah. that range or whatever. Well, I mean, especially when, you know, fears, anxieties, things like that seem totally irrational. Mm-hmm. And then you look at somebody who's having those irrational fears, you know, pain, whatever it is and say like, that sounds crazy, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, because it's you're in reality and you have, you know, some, you know, more stability than somebody who's suffering. You can look at them and say, like, that's, you know, that's just crazy. Why are you thinking that? And you really question their their mindset. Well, really, they're in a place of complete confusion as mm-hmm. well. So to make them feel that much more mm-hmm. confused is mm-hmm. just it's really damaging. But I want to speak specifically to grief, people okay. who've like lost, you know, or you yeah. know, disappointments and things like that. When you look at somebody and have an, like a timeline of their healing where mm. you feel like, you know, I know I'm two years out from my dad's death. I tell myself every day I want to be further along in this process than I am. But when somebody looks at me and, and you know, kind of speaks into that timeline and they think, well, you know, well, maybe I would be further along at this point, or maybe you should be further along mm. at this point. It's really unfair because yeah. grief doesn't have a timeline. It doesn't. Healing doesn't have a timeline. Nope. And it's really, you know, it really is, it's discouraging to somebody who's trying to battle through the the pain of losing somebody to be told when they should kind of get over that, mm-hmm. that grief and mourning. Yeah. And cause so. there's not, there's not one, you know, especially with grief or any of that kind of stuff. There's not, um, one set picture of, Hey, no. this is how this works or no. whatever. And Everybody's like process so, is different. So don't, don't speak into the timeline. <laughs> At all. At all. Shut your mouth. <laughs> don't. And I think I heard you also then say, don't make people think that they're crazy for their right. for their thoughts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what about like trying to provide answers? Like, I mean, what, what does that look like? You know, like what's the kind of the do's and don'ts of like, you know, okay. let me share First wisdom all, and let me just listen. Yeah. You know, if you haven't been through it, mm-hmm. 
probably don't speak to it because mm. you probably don't have that much experience with what is the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. um, to help somebody or make them feel worse. So, you know, you might be a very educated person and very uh, well-rounded and have your mind about you and whatever. And you might have great, you know, education about certain things. But if you've never actually experienced something, then, you know, I don't know that you have – there's a lot of, um, you know, help that you can provide somebody. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, honestly, that's number one, I think. But I don't know. What's, yeah. What what what, what would you um, so like if there is a if there's a spouse, if there's mm-hmm. a sibling, if there's a parent, you know, that's listening today and, you know, maybe maybe even just even out of like a service Sunday or whatever mm-hmm. they're you know, they somebody's come to them and like Man, I'm struggling with mental health. Mm-hmm. What's the very first, what what would you say is like maybe the very first thing they should do in that situation? You know, because I know even like his parents or like people that you love, like you want to fix them. Of course. You know, of course. You know, you're like, oh, let's, let's help fix, you know? And so what would you say would be step one for them? Oh my gosh, that's hard. You know, just throwing them at you here. Right. Because I know that I royally failed with my dad Mm -hmm. when that was the case. So, I mean, I guess maybe what I would have changed. Yeah. Because I don't know how many expectations I have for somebody to tell me. But I don't know, Aaron. I don't like this question. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, huh? I don't know. Everybody responds differently, mm-hmm. you know. And the way I would want to be talked to if I came to someone and said, I'm struggling. I mean, it, prayer would be helpful to me. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that's going to be helpful for everyone. Yeah. Just saying, I hear you and I want to just be here to shoulder this with you. Totally. I think that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. And again, rather than giving them advice or giving them recommendations, just hear them out and, you know, it would be good to maybe have some resources in your back pocket that's helpful for like mental health and stuff, mm. especially if they come to you and say, I'm suicidal, mm-hmm. you know, know the suicide hotline, you know, who to call and what, you know, kind of the immediate needs. Yeah. But well, that's good. That's yeah. good. I think, you know, that that listening part is, mm-hmm. is such a benefit of it. You know, we talked about um, counseling and mm-hmm. sometimes counseling, um, I think, gets some negative stigma sometimes. You know, unfortunately, it mm-hmm. should never um, yeah. because I think it's a it's a resource. Um, and so I'm pro counseling. Um, I know mm-hmm. you're pro counseling. And so what what are the benefits that you've seen, you know, with just counseling in general mm-hmm. for you? Yeah. I mean, first of all, immediately seeing her was crucial. Mm-hmm. I, if I would have, I think, taken any extra time. I, so. I say that to say if you've gone through something that's very tragic, yeah. if you've gone through a, a huge loss or disappointment, you know, it doesn't even have to be death. You know, you've lost something that's really important or whatever. The longer you wait, I think, to go find help through counseling, I think kind of the easier it is to f- try to figure out your own devices and coping. Mm. And then they're not always beneficial, mm. you know. And so I think in, as, as soon as you can get that help. Mm-hmm so important because there's so many things that you try to process through mental illness through grief whatever you're struggling with that you really don't you don't feel normal you feel completely crazy i'm gonna Mm -hmm. say the word you do i do anyway um and it just it almost made me feel like i was you know totally deficient in just my mindset and you know the way i was going about things and my counselor has been able to explain to me the ins and outs of trauma Mm -hmm. the ins and outs of grief Mm -hmm. and when i come to her and i say like okay i'm kind of scared to tell you this but and she's like nothing nothing is scary to me Mm -hmm. say it all and when i am able to really express to her my heart my mind you know she always has something to help 
me feel normal mm-hmm. with that she can yeah. you know say no listen this it, let me tell you the chemical imbalance here let me tell you it's the good. physical things that you're experiencing and why this is not comfortable to feel but it is normal in your experience mm-hmm. so yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that that person who has licensed, who's studied, who yeah. knows all these things and who's walked with other people. I mean, they've learned best practices oh, yeah. over the years, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm sure there's sure. things they're going yeah, early on. I didn't do that well, but because right. they have the experience, they, they've done that well. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you become understood. It does make these things just kind of clear in those views. Well, and, and like I, I should mention that she always provides me resources that are so specific to my they're mm. tailored to my needs yeah. because she's a wealth of knowledge because, yes, yeah, she's educated. Yeah. She's read the books. She's done the, you know, the conferences, all the things. And so instead of just me Googling and hoping that I find something that might be helpful, which a lot of times it can be, yeah. but she has the exact, you know, tailored thing that I need at the moment to yeah. help kind of get me through certain, you know, valleys. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so maybe because you've been in counseling, mm-hmm. is there any like, is there like one lesson or, I mean, I, I know there's like a million lessons that you've kind yeah. of learned through the counseling. Is there a lesson or two that you would go, Hey, maybe this is beneficial to those that are, that are listening that maybe just even learn through counseling that kind of opened your eyes to something, you know, whether it's grief, whether it's mental health, whatever mm-hmm. that is, is there anything that you think is beneficial? Well, I mean, of course, I think everything's beneficial. Is there anything you'd be willing to share? I guess, yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want me to talk about the box and the blob? Yeah, I think that's. I think you, yeah. you know, you shared that with me one time, and yeah. I thought it was very. So with um, the very first, pretty much the first day I stepped foot into that office with her, um, I was obviously in the throes of just grief and trauma and everything. It was only weeks after my dad had passed away, um, and at that point shock still and just misery and all the things and it really my problem at that time felt bigger than my whole world Mm -hmm. I couldn't even see anything beyond that um that pain and that experience and so she told me the second I sat down I didn't even have to say how miserable I was she said I know that your whole world is just consumed with trauma and grief right now and she wrote out like a box and then in the middle of the box was this huge black just Mm -hmm. mass that was taking up the whole space of the box. And she basically said, the box is your life. Yeah. Your everyday normal, what used to be, you know, happy life. The blob is your trauma and your grief. She said, right now it's it's consuming every part. You can't see beyond it. And she said, I don't know how, and I don't know when, and I don't know where it happens in the grief journey, but eventually that huge mass, it starts shrinking slowly, but surely it starts losing some of that, that darkness and that pain and the, you know, overwhelming feeling and eventually she's like I hope that you're still with me the day that eventually that huge mass becomes essentially a dot in Mm -hmm. that box so it's always going to be there it'll never it'll never go away but it's going to be much smaller and and, and containable yeah and that's good you know because uh, we don't know when that gets smaller no and And uh, she was honest about that yeah and she tells me all the time I can't take this away yeah and it's not my job to take it away I'm just going to help give you the tools to get there well I think you know and I think that's you know when we talk about pro counseling you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, some people want to sit there and go, well, hey, uh, you know, in about six months, it's not, you know, or in a year, it's going to be, you know, in, mm-hmm. a couple of years from now, like no. you, this won't af- affect you anymore. No, it's always going to be a part yeah. of your life. It may get a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. uh, but it's changed a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and, and oh, there's yeah. so much now wrestling 
even with just those changes mm-hmm. in uh, so many different areas of mm-hmm. life, you know, but that, that's such a great principle for grief. Um, yeah, and, huge. you know, even just in the sense of like, maybe, you know, maybe you're going, I don't have any mental health. There's always grief seasons that we go through. Oh, yeah. And I know people have experienced loss, even mm-hmm. just by natural causes and things like that. And there's grief that we go through mm-hmm. and we need to, we need to process that healthy. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's awesome. Um, what is, you know, some, some, uh, maybe a nugget of wisdom that, that you could continue to share or like something that, you know, you're going, Hey, you know, I really want to make sure that people really grab a hold of this and hit this home, you know, as far as that goes or any other wisdom that you could pour out. Oh my gosh. You see? <laughs> no, you see. Um, did we touch on something there? Can you remind no, can, me? Like, I mean, you, you just even, you know, I think in this whole, like invest in yourself, you know, things like that, you know, getting closer to God, you, you, you talked a lot about, I mean, uh, you that want Sunday. me to go there. Cause of course, I mean, my nugget of wisdom is don't do this without God. Mm-hmm. My counselor can look at me every, she's had, just like you said, so many patients walk in and out of her, her office. And she has told me how just encouraged she is that I do have a faith and a hope um, in God because she watches the outcome for those mm-hmm. who've kind of experienced maybe some, something similar as I have that on the back end of it, their recovery is a lot uglier. It's a lot lengthier if it ever really comes at all. Um, and she just, I mean, she says those who have God have so much more yeah. than those who don't in this, in the process of, you know, healing. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, that can't be forced on people, but just yeah. I, I can't I can't stress enough how I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here without all the tools that I've utilized. And then yeah. first and foremost, God, what's what's another scripture? I mean, like I know even Sunday, like you, we were preparing yeah. for Sunday. I mean, there is a list of scriptures that mm-hmm. in this season that you're like these these things have been very have spoken to me what's another scripture that i mean just to encourage people today is can i do else? the contrary between like what used to be my favorite my like favorite verse which yeah, to what be, is now yeah, awesome so because it, it just went in line with like my favorite bible verse always was jeremiah 29 11 for mm-hmm. i know the plans that i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you a hope, a hope in a future and after this experience i was like well that seems all like a lie you know yeah. that seems like what kind of plan is this how is it good um and so do i still firmly believe that that is a promise of god that i can stand on completely and entirely however i just have a different mindset where i don't pour so much of my like expectation into that mm. Bible verse because I've learned that my plans aren't God's plans, mm-hmm. that my ways aren't God's ways. So when you you hear it and you say uh, a hope in a future, that doesn't always mean, you know, problem yeah. free life. Yeah. So and, and how hard of a reality is that just to wrap oh, our heads gosh, sometimes, I hate right? It. Yes, it was so hard. But uh-huh. again, it it got me so much closer to knowing the heart of God mm-hmm. and also to be able to look at people and have a different grace and a different like experience experience in life because they I don't know I feel like I can speak to my you know about my faith to people so much differently now because a lot of people in the church were just like we tell people how good God is and how you know great life is as a Christian but that's not always true like God is so good but life isn't always good Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's really transformed the way that I you know witness if that's the word you want to use to people because I I'm, I feel like there's more re- relatability in kind of going through yeah. something hard and learning the yeah. heart of Jesus differently than, yeah. you know. Okay, my favorite but, Bible verse. Can I just say something? Sure. I think there, there's been, I mean, I think, you know, for you and, and even people that are going through, you know, when we go through these seasons or whatever, I mean, like I hear you talk about that and it's almost like there was like a, a tearing down of your faith. Yeah. 
to 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 build something yeah. back up. And honestly, in the building process, I think there's some there's some stronger foundations that are being so oh, yeah. cemented for you. Because mm-hmm. um, my foundation was only built on what I was taught my whole life. And and I think you know, like, I mean, that's a you know yeah. here you know you're, mm-hmm. there's a side of you that you're rediscovering the gospel mm-hmm. from a different lens and yep. maybe more of a, a pure lens than what yeah. you had ever understood before. Yep. Whether it's from you know bringing in different things or you know different yep. kind of teachings, but I think there's been a part of you in these seasons when we go through tragedy mm-hmm. as we talk about hope in the dark is that man like there there's a rebuilding of our faith yeah. and there's a holding on to it in a way that we had never experienced before and mm-hmm. just like hearing you talk about that i mean mm-hmm. that just kind of yeah and i honestly think it's made me more like jesus like i love yeah. people more mm-hmm. i have so much more uh, compassion for things that i never understood in mm-hmm. the past and i just feel like i at, at this point i'm like this is what god meant by love yeah. this is what god meant by extending the hand yeah. of christ so yeah you know god god doesn't you know we we talk about you know god in these the middle of these things god doesn't cause the pain we live in a broken world yeah. and and that's the foundation of it but i do believe that god never wastes the pain and no, he never wastes he doesn't stories. waste anything he doesn't waste anything right. and you know and so even though we have to walk through this there, there's just things that he brings out of it that are more beautiful yeah. than what we could have ever yeah. imagined and that's the beauty um, from ashes versus yeah. But I, God, I felt like was telling me in my spirit is I don't waste anything. That's it. So it's it might look ugly, but it's gonna be pretty. I mm-hmm. promise. You know, and, and I hope people hear it. that today. Yeah. You know that God, God doesn't waste your circumstances no. or your story. You know, and whatever that is, you mm-hmm. know, there's 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 power in it. Yeah. So what's, so what's what's your new favorite so scripture now, now? My new favorite scripture is Psalm sixteen eight. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Sounds so simple, sounds so like, oh, you know, your typical psalm. Um, but because of this verse, I I just feel like now it doesn't matter what the plans, what I think the plans are going to be or mm-hmm. what they should be. You know, in contrary to Jeremiah 29, 11, to me, this now just says all I need to focus on is keeping my eyes on Jesus. That gives me focus, mm-hmm. having the security and the confidence that he's at my right hand mm-hmm. and just knowing that I'm not going to be shaken no matter what. I think the plan is supposed to be, or, you know, instead of questioning his plans, the promise, forget the plan, the promise yeah. is that he's always there. Yeah. And as long as I keep my eyes on him, I don't care what tomorrow brings. That's it. I, I have him with me and yeah. I, and I'm, and I'm firm and stable on that. Word. That's awesome. So I think that's a, you know, um, the Psalms are great and Psalm mm-hmm. 16, eight is what that pastor scripture was. Mm-hmm. And here's the great thing. It's not very long. And yeah. so I think it's one Short of those ones that, you know, <laughs> I would encourage people that are listening today, just to step of action, like memorize it, you yeah. know, learn it and, and do something like that. Yeah. Um, talk, talk to us about mindset that, you know, feeding ourselves, you know, you know, all those kinds of things and Mm -hmm. and how important that is, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're dealing with mental health. Yeah. So specifically, like in my experience, had, you know, initially I didn't really want a lot of assistance or help. Like the things that my counselor would suggest to me, I'd be like, no, that's not going to help me. And I just had so much pushback. Uh Um, And instead of like really feeding my soul and my mind with the things that were, you know, beneficial or could have strengthened me, I just filled it with, you know, things that were kind of a waste of time, honestly, you know, my everyday routines, the the TV shows that I would invest 30 minutes in, you know, every mm-hmm. evening, because that's just what I always did. Or I mentioned like talk radio, yeah. you know, you don't really have anything else to listen to on your way to or from work. So you put on talk radio and that's the what fills your time. And not that it's harmful yeah. at all, but is it beneficial? Mm-hmm. Is it doing something to actually change your circumstance? Yeah. And so I learned that I really needed to start focusing on the betterment of my of my situation and the betterment of my mind and the things that I was using 
there was it was no use at all. It wasn't doing yeah. anything to change the way I felt internally, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it it's a matter of, and I, I say this, mind your mind. Mind your mind. Mind your mind. Know what your mind is hungry for and what it needs for survival mm-hmm. and for healing and for I mean, stability, honestly, is the word. And you just have to listen closely to those dark corners that you mm-hmm. otherwise conceal. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes even if you're not before all of this, yeah. you know, I would get super stressed out of nowhere, but mm. it wasn't out of nowhere. Like there were things that were working up to that moment yeah, for weeks, months, however long. And I was just putting it off and I was putting another, you know, situation at work on top of that stress or I was putting you know my expectations as a wife on top of that stress or whatever it was and I was ignoring it so yeah. I wasn't minding my mind and then I would have these huge explosion stress moments I'm like where did that come from yeah and really I, I wasn't taking time for myself in that process to just say okay I need to listen to 20 minutes of worship because that's going to mind yeah. my mind and get me in a place of healing I need to definitely read maybe just 10 minutes of the word today and said it was I was too busy or I was you know I had too many other things and I really you're not busy enough to just throw in 10 minutes of the word and worship or whatever it is that's going to help you mind your mind yeah that's so good that's so good well hopefully you guys kind of grab a hold of that um, that passage scripture in Psalms Psalm 16 8 mm-hmm. and then uh, mind your mind and I think those are some very practical things that we can do hey Lindsay thank you so much uh, for sharing your story once again and being so just real and raw with us um, and and so we appreciate you doing that and bringing some awareness thank to this. And we pray that we can continue to shine some light into mm-hmm. the darkness and make a difference. And we want to thank you for listening today and watching. And we want to encourage you to subscribe, like, and comment. Uh, share with your family and friends. And we hope that this is a resource to help inspire you and give you a little deeper dive into the messages we have here every week at Victory Hill. Um, that does it for this week. But we'll see you again next Thursday right here on Between the Lines.